This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3319 for Thursday, the 22nd of April 2021. Today's show is entitled, Linux in Laws S0128, Politicians and Artificial Intelligence Part 1. It is hosted by Monochromic and is about 67 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, Part 1 of a miniseries on IML, DL and other fun. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to Archive.org forward slash donate. Linux in Laws, a podcast on topics around free and open source software, any associated contraband, communism, the revolution in general, and whatever else fancies your tickle. Please note that this and other episodes may contain strong language, offensive humor, and other certainly not politically correct language. You have been warned. Our parents insisted on this disclaimer. Happy mum! Thus, the content is not suitable for consumption in the workplace, especially when played back on a speaker in an open plan office or similar environments. Any minors under the age of 35 or any pets, including fluffy little killer bunnies, your trusted guide dog, unless on speed, and cute T-Rexes or other associated dinosaurs. Good evening, Martin. How are things? Good evening, Chris. Things are fine and dandy, as they would say. Across Excellent. The <laughs> how, how's the How lockdown? are you? How are you? <laughs> not, not too bad. How's the lockdown treating you these days? Uh, same as before. Same as before. Hmm. It hasn't changed as such. I see. <laughs> very, very good. Very good. Very mind good. you, mind you, uh, did you mention hairdressers opening last time? No. Uh, I think I did. They, they haven't Why? opened here yet, but they are soon. But then opened. you get vaccinated left, right, and center, apparently. Well, we, are, we are ahead of most countries. Some people would call that stealing from Europe, yes, but we won't go down that route. Anyway, well, no, doesn't matter. Europeans are just being very silly about it. <laughs> Indeed. Like, Anyway, um, that's not good. Yes. Okay. No. No. <laughs> we are to, not a political show, after all. No. No. This is not the, <laughs> the Brexit podcast for some strange <laughs> reason. Russian no, communism rather, excluded. <laughs> but rather, the, the the Linux in-laws now will talk about what will we talk about tonight? Well, you can talk about um, people use a lot of terms for these things like artificial intelligence, data science, machine learning, deep learning, lots of kind of terms being thrown around but hopefully we shall clarify yes. some of these today it, indeed so in and the olden days that would be known as mark episodes. as margaret thatcher 
Sorry, let me repeat that. So in the olden days, these concepts would be all rolled up into one called Margaret Thatcher. Because the first, uh, yeah, the first uh, um, um, project that terribly went wrong. That went wrong terribly. (laughs) Sorry, we probably have to cut this out because it's it's a political joke. Yeah, and it's slightly confusing. (laughs) (laughs) As most of my jokes are. (laughs) I don't get it. You may may need to. Thatcher was a politician in the 80s, right? Or whatever it was. But, um, yes, correct. But you see... I didn't know they, some, she, she some did people... anything with machine learning back then. <laughs> no, but she was a, an artificial intelligence, no? Was she? Oh, she was one. Right, right. <laughs> We're getting yeah, there, oh, We're oh, getting there. Okay, okay. We <laughs> Sorry. <go. laughs> okay. Well, it, yeah. <laughs> Going back to somewhat safer route now. <laughs> It's a, it's a bit of a, a bit of a far-fetched link. I'm sorry. I do apologize. I'm not in the equal amount of beer at the moment. Obviously. Okay. This is my second bottle. I mean, this is nothing. This is just warming up. Okay. And I'm running low on this stuff, actually. Okay. Um, okay. Before we go into the details, yes, let's cover some of the basics first. There is, of course, the wide and open field called machine learning. No, 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 no. What about artificial intelligence? Ah, sorry. Um, anything not human. <laughs> <laughs> what about plants? Does that what qualify? About... <laughs> Do plants not have intelligence and, and cats and dogs? And stuff? Uh, sorry, uh, anything not living and breathing? Okay. Makes sense? Yes, no, maybe? It's it's quite reasonable, yeah. Uh, f- full disclosure, for the wet um, where beings listening to this podcast... <laughs> You may get offended further down the road, but don't worry about it. For, for the what, sorry? For the wet where beings listening to this podcast, as in the gray zone between artificial and real intelligence. Oh, I thought you were talking about fish. Okay. Uh, no, you know something called the Terminator? Terminator? <laughs> well, there was like, a... Like a computer inside a human? Or the other way around? Names. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, there is a gray zone, Martin. That would be a bit of a design flaw, wouldn't it? <laughs> Martin, the, the, the fact that I'm alluding to that there is actually a gray zone, so it's not as black as white as as you as as some people may would make you believe. I see. Very good. Very good. Okay. Um, now, okay. Artificial intelligence, uh, not necessarily um, walking, running, breathing, and other stuff. Well. Learning, solving problems, making decisions, stuff like that. No. Yeah, but that would be that that would qualify as intelligence. No. Yeah, but that would qualify. But that's but that may be artificial intelligence too. No. Well, this is why I'm asking. So sorry. Okay, intelligent beings. Anything Uh outside politics. Make sense? Well, okay. And the, and the state agents. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Lawyers. Managers. Sorry. Okay. Artificial intelligence. Uh, anything, out, uh, anything outside the gray zone and uh, biological <laughs> beings, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. As in, sorry, as an originally man-made, I think that's, that's the, that's the most fitting definition, I suppose. Well, that excludes, uh, that excludes the aliens, I guess, but yeah, that's that. that, that sorry, be. man-made as in, <laughs> sorry, as aliens, if you're listening, <laughs> please send email to <laughs> feedback at little sea lost on you. Perhaps we are in trying. a language we can understand. <laughs> yes. 
we are trying to be a politically correct podcast, but sometimes it doesn't work out. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Right. Okay. Going back to the coming back to machine learning. Why? Why? Uh, why is machine learning so important, Martin? And I don't want to hear the word politics these now. Why is it important? Hmm. Well, it depends who you ask, right? If you ask, um... I'm asking you. Okay, if you're asking me, then uh, for me, it is a fact that you can automate um, mundane tasks that would require some human-like um, qualities, like being able to recognize speech, uh, images, those kind of things, and making decisions based on those. Um, and you want to do that for uh, the tasks that people don't want to do, really. So would it, be fair, would it be fair to say, or to assume rather, that machine learning would entail some sort of computer in one shape or another? That would be oh, fair, sorry, yes. Al yes. Al algorithm, not computer, but algorithm. Let's put it this way. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Uh, definitely algorithm is good. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. Well, I mean, it depends how you define computer, right? If it's if people think of computers as things with electronics and stuff, but, you know, a, um, uh, a calculus is also a computer, right? Because you can compute things mm, on true. it. Anyway, also, yes. yeah. True. Yes. A computer in the widest, in the widest yeah. meaning in terms of a Turing machine. Hmm. Mm. Deterministic or not. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, links, of course, will be in the show notes. Alan, if you're listening, no sweat. We'll provide definitions. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Actually, yeah, we should get you him on the show. You, you, you don't know who, basically, you don't know who's listening to this, right? I That's mean, so true, this true. is not confined. He might, he might want to, he might want to come on the show. This is not confined to the living mm -hmm. beings. No, yes. Indeed, indeed. Do, do, do you know a you know medium? Well, there's um, that we could ask. <coughs> there's a popular uh, writing <laughs> um, and website and I'm not called Medium. Me but... <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about, Martin. <laughs> no, it's not Medium.com. <laughs> no, anyway, okay. Thing, yeah. <clears throat> yes, going back get, to where we we're right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. What, so, what is your, what is your opinion on this then? Machine learning has been around for ages, right? I mean, no, 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 no. no but why, why would you? What, what do you mean? Well. Why would you want to use machine learning? Because humans are stupid, right? As we all know, we just have to take a look at politicians, best example. Well, because it, humans are complex, I think. This is the, <laughs> Most of the them correct, would be stupid, answer. especially humans, politicians. Human, if you're listening. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Actually. Machine learning, of course, would be the next step towards a better being in terms of the next step of the evolution. Okay. No, yes, maybe. This is a very controversial statement. I know this. It's a controversial statement, and also the technology <laughs> isn't quite there, is it really? Um, but, yeah. but in comparison to the 50s, <laughs> we, we have we have advanced yeah. a little bit, I suppose. We have, we have. Yes, we can do because the, yeah, because the 50s things. was actually yes, because the 50s was actually the first point in time, I would reckon, where mankind thought about putting computers to good use in terms of artificial intelligence as an intelligence in computers. So or computers. How, how, how do you define good use? Coming up with the concept and thinking about the consequences to some extent. No, no, no. Um, but I mean, you, you know, what is a good use of a computer? Right? Is it... Um... Advancing mankind. Okay. It's not many are used for that, I would imagine. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Schwarzenegger, if you're listening, this show is for you. <laughs> oh, we could get him on the show as well. He's not dead, at least. <laughs> Makes it slightly easier. 
Um, sure. Okay. Where were we? Right. History, as a matter of fact. Oh, yes. Okay. History. Yes. So. So, so the thing is basically this whole artificial intelligence and machine learning was kind of, well, the, the, the basics were all the rage in the 50s and 60s, but I think it's somewhat brought mm. down because the technology wasn't quite there. Indeed. Uh, because mostly you were talking about mainframes and the mainframes had limited computing power. Never mind storage and, and bandwidth and all the rest of it. So, um, I think in the oversimplifying things in the, in the seventies, eighties and nineties, I wouldn't say that artificial, that artificial intelligence took a, took a hibernation of sorts, but I think that's not too far from the truth. Yes. Yeah, very fair to say the, the, the computing power wasn't there, right? So. Yes. And then came, of course, a startup called Google. With the with the with the with the uh, with the disposable income at hand mm. <laughs> to change things once again. For the last, yeah. I reckon, ten or fifteen years, something especially called deep, uh, um, um, especially machine learning in the shape of deep learning, has been all the rage, right? Well, it depends what you call rage, but um, it is. Google's Money. probably the best. Well, this this Google, Facebook, Amazon—they're all using it, right, and developing yes. it. Um, so, so Martin, what's the difference between machine learning, as in uh, machines that are learning, and deep learning? Hmm. Well, deep learning is the difference is that deep learning uses um, uh, self-trained neural networks, well, um, whereas machine learning is really uh, a, a, an algorithm as such that has mm. someone has developed. Um, if you think about solving the problem, you can uh, boot up with a a whole bunch of if statements, right? But it would be many if statements. <laughs> so you'd be there for a long time. So why not use a computer to do that for you instead? Before we go any further, we should probably mm. um, explain what a neural network is. Okay, we can do that. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, the beauty about a neural network is actually that everybody has one, at least, if not more than one. <laughs> well, you say that. <laughs> Maybe apart from politicians, but I'm not entirely sure if we have um, <clears throat> the same functionality in our brains. But it's it's loosely based on that, right? It's, okay. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, it's it's um, okay. What defines a neural network? Basically, it's interconnected cells that are capable of modifying their behavior. Let's put it this way. This definition, don't quote me, is very loose, of course. <laughs> behavior in terms of the way they process signals. Mm-hmm. If if you take a look at the human brain, the human brain is con- is made up of I'm 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 grossly I'm grossly oversimplifying things now, but not everybody is a, is a neural is a neurobiologist biologist. Mm. Listen to this podcast, so I, I just if, might, if I just might get away. Right. So so at the end of the day, basically, you have neurons. Mm. Um, so that, what is a neuron? Exactly. It's a, it's what do you mean exactly? <laughs> Sorry. A neuron, if I could just finish, a neuron okay. is, is a cell that is capable of transmitting electric, electric, electric current. Mm. And the second characteristic or trait of a neuron is actually that it can change the way it transmits this current. It, it transmits that current. Okay. How does it do that? Chemical uh, foundations, wow. as a matter of fact. Okay. We won't go into the details because no? okay. uh, that episode is only about three hours long. 
if we would go into the, yes, we would be easily looking at six hours. Now, in a nutshell, basically, neurons are able to change the way they transmit that current. Hmm. Um, okay. So I guess one question here is, um, are they able to change this current in an analog way? Neurons only work on the analog basis. Okay. They modulate, they, they modulate <laughs> the current in contrast to computers, which hmm. normally are actually operating on a binary, in a binary fashion. Mm -hmm. Unless you're talking quantum computers and all the rest of it, but uh, more on that in a later episode. Yeah, maybe in five years' time when they're actually <laughs> accessible to a mere mortal. Um, <laughs> yes. D-Wave, if you're listening, mm. the email address is sponsor at <laughs> linuxlaws.eu. Send one in over case, now. Yes, yes in, case, in case you you're wondering what to do with all that money. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. D-Wave, of course, being one of the first companies offering <coughs> quantum annealing computers on a commercial basis. Mm. See, same goes for a company called IBM. IBM or Watson, if you're listening. <laughs> well, if it's Watson, he probably is, indeed, yes. The email address. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Okay, uh, back to the basics. Okay, the idea with artificial neural networks is pretty much the same. You have a simulation of a neuron that takes input values comparable to that input uh, that, that current flowing into a neuron and then does something with it normally this is where the magic is this is where the magic source is as in the function no, really that takes magic. the input value yeah. and yeah. then basically comes up with an output value hmm. and uh, in our, in 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 traditional artificial neural networks this function would would have one important property called something uh, something called a weight mm, so it's basically a function exactly mm. and a very primitive neural network basically would just essentially uh, take the input value apply to uh, apply the function to it factor in the weight and then produce an output value mm. Now, the beauty is basically you modify this weight, you get a different behavior mm -hmm. of the function. And this is how something called backpropagation networks work. In yeah, terms so, of, so yeah, before so, you, sorry, Martin, go ahead. Yeah, before you move on to backpropagation. So if we, uh, because we had, we don't just have one neuron, right? We have a bunch of neurons. Um, sorry, yes, Martin, correct, are, of course. Uh, Connected interconnected yes. in layers, right? And there's two main layers: the input layer and the output layer, and then a whole bunch in between, depending on what you want to in, do with it. In yeah, in traditional artificial <coughs> neural networks, yes, correct. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to have an output layer because you have to have something that says whether it's a cat or a dog, right? So, um... <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Martin is skipping ahead, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, but it's just uh, describing the whole network, right? So you have a bunch of uh, neurons that are you have, you have decide layers, the input. Yes. Well, your input layer, and then you got a bunch of stuff in the middle where connections happen, and then there is your output layer that just makes the the final decisions on what you wanted to do. For the following discussion, it may help to define a Markov chain. <laughs> Before we progress to hidden Markov chains, <laughs> sorry, that was a joke. We won't go there. This is not a mathematic. Uh, this is not a podcast on maths, but rather we we we'd like to keep it simple. Um, well, for the uh, people, having said that, it is um, all related to maths anyway, or based on maths. 
I don't know. Explain. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Now, as mm -hmm. Martin rightly interjected, normally neural networks consist of several layers, and uh, the idea behind these layers is coming to something called now backpropagation networks. There's a there's one phase basically called the training phase, and then there's the mm. and, then, and then there's the inter what's called inference in, phase. In, exactly. Inference, yes. Yeah. Inference, yes, sorry. And the idea is basically during the training phase, you actually modify these these functions, including ah, the weights. Ah. Now, when you say you, you mean not you really, do you? But... <laughs> no, I, I must have personally. <laughs> I don't know about because, you. <laughs> because there would be quite a busy task doing that for a network with many neurons. <laughs> okay, Mark, why don't you, why don't you explain um, BNPs, or sorry, backpropagation networks, BPNs, in a little bit more detail? Okay, so so we have our <coughs> layers of neurons, right? So uh, if you imagine your uh, your input layer neurons, every neuron on your input layer neuron is connected to the next layer um, to neurons in that layer, right? So if you imagine a uh, think of your um, uh, a nodes in a network, the, all your nodes are on your input layer are connected to every single node in your next network, and then and so on, depending on how many layers you have. Fine, uh, every of these. Um, Neurons is a function, produces an output, and uh, the bias determines uh, whether it's being what they call activated or not. Um, what, sorry, what's a bias? Oh, sorry, you just talked about weights. Sorry, did I go too far already? Uh, sorry, <laughs> you, you didn't explain what a bias is, sorry. I thought you explained weights. Yes, but bias is, well, it can be, put, can be boiled down to a weight, yes. It's just yes. the term. Well, it's yeah. It's so like it's, complicated, but we'll leave it at that. For, for I mean, we we, yes. we didn't really talk about any numbers, but so, so say your um, okay. So basically, let's start, start. Go back in one second. So your neurons. What what numbers do they? They work on numbers, right? They have well, input, they work they have on numbers. They work input, on, they work on input <laughs> values. Yes, in the simplest type, in the simplest form, that would be numbers, as in floating point numbers. Yes, hmm. and um. Ideally, you want these to be between zero and one, right? To give that you... depends on the network and on the and, well, and on the arithmetic use and all the rest uh, of it. Yeah, fair enough. But okay, uh, this is your basic principle of 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 um, uh, of these networks. So, so that kind of using, comes back to um, yeah, using ordinary von Neumann architectures. Quantum neural networks are, of course, different. Hmm. However, it's okay. slightly confusing, Martin. <laughs> but going that's okay. Back, going back to the von Neumann sounds very German. Um, <laughs> don't mention the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever well, you say, Martin. Whatever you say. <laughs> where, where, where were we? Yeah. So anyway, um, okay. Now, okay. Before um, it's whether we start with an example or whether we go down the uh, internal structure first. Anyway, so. Imagine you have a, a neuron that executes a function and number comes out, right? Fine. Um, you may decide that uh, that number is, or it, the function may produce 24, and you may say, oh, this, this 24 is actually um, way too, uh, uh, I don't want this to activate unless it's over 30 or something like that. So that's your bias, really, um, which is kind of switching on and off um, neurons in your network. But again, so carry on. So that's weights and biases. Where were we? You were explaining your backpropagation network. 
No, I was explaining weights and biases and <laughs> connect, connectedness between layers. <laughs> Before I rudely interrupted you. <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, so you assign a weights to each neuron, right? Is that where we were? Yes, go ahead. Or, well, not you, Continue. but... Um, it, no, the it, algorithm. It, it, yes. <laughs> there are no <laughs> people involved here. <laughs> <laughs> People, if you're listening, you're not involved. Right. Um, so, okay. So we got a weight for each each neuron. Gives you a, uh, if you add all of those together, you get a weighted sum, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really where your, uh, you can calculate your, uh, it's better with an example, really, isn't it? Think of an example. Because mm. otherwise we're just talking maths, really. Hmm. Can't think of one actually. As much well, what, what would you solve with the neural network? Lot of numbers. Mm, okay, but that. Okay, so what training data would you have for this? Because Maybe go, let, let's let's go back for one one sec. So, the idea about the training is to say these are positive examples of a uh, good outcome, right? So you would have lottery numbers and win. Uh, yes, no, and then so so your <clears throat> in this case your final layer is a yes no decision, right? Whether a number is a winning number. Or, um, uh, yes, you could do that example. actually. Yeah. Or what you got, what, what you could also do basically is you you would take the I think the 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 large number uh, example is not too far fetched because essentially mm-hmm. if you take the history of all the not of all the lot of yeah yeah, yeah. sorry you still there hello 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 hello, hello. if hello, you just hello, do it long enough hello. sorry. Yes. You, uh, so a small IT oh, interruption there. To count you. Sorry. Yes. IT, if you're listening, <laughs> get cracking or you will be fired in the morning by Martin. <laughs> in the morning, in the morning, tonight. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Right. Can Coming back to the. Can this. you do that again? Because I don't know if, if it was uh, yes. whose end that was. No, I mean, uh, the. the, the <clears throat> The lot of number, the lot of number example is actually not too far fetched because essentially mm. if you do this long enough, mm. you will be able to spot for a set of lot of numbers being drawn in a certain environment, you will be able to spot certain patterns. Okay. In terms of how the balls roll and the ball and how the balls fall into particular columns, which of course then represent the lot of numbers being drawn. Mm. And as I said, if you do this often enough, you will be able to 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 spot to isolate yeah. patterns, yeah. and that's yeah. exactly how you pre, how you would predict the next set of lot of numbers, given the current environment with all the physical parameters into account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, if that makes sense. So, why don't you talk us through that example in a neural network? Fair enough. So essentially, what you do is. For the first couple of million iterations, you feed data into the network. And how then would you do that? You would take uh, the well, the the environmental parameters, I suppose, plus plus the not uh, pl- plus the balls themselves. Um, well, the, 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 so, so on a more uh, uh, sort of data data approach, your you have a one one uh, one run of a network would be a single set of numbers is that what we're saying and then yeah, pl- plus plus probably more because you want to also take into account the time of the day because that would 
probably make tiny deviations in gravity. You would also take air pressure into account because that would affect the way the balls will fall. Hmm. You want to take the alcohol consumption of the moderator <laughs> into play operating the machine. You see, it's, it's, it's getting complex, but if you take all these parameters into account, essentially the way you do is you, for, for the first couple of, of, of millions of iterations, you just let the balls roll. They will come up with a random pattern. Which of course is wrong because it won't reflect. And and <clears throat> sorry to interrupt. The, the pattern yeah, that we're ahead. talking about, the pattern that you're talking about here. What what does that mean in terms of a neural network? And cut and say again. Sorry, you were cutting out. Oh right, okay. Yeah, something going on with IT today. Um, where were we? Yes, sorry. So my question is, what would that pattern look like in a neural network? What what does that mean in neural network terms? Um, you would start with a random distribution of uh, the weights or the biases of the functions. Mm -hmm. But then based on the stuff that you feed into the network and that what comes out of the network plus the, the historical data that you have at your disposal, you can then go back and modify the bias and the weights in the in the individual neuron uh, uh, cells reflecting. Um, uh, sorry, what was what was the word I'm looking for? In the in the, in the individual neurons or individual mm. basically entities representing the neurons, essentially. And this is where the term back propagation comes from. So you do a run, you get a set of output values. That output that 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 set of output value uh, values dev deviates from the original one, and then you go back modifying the individual structure of, of the, of the bias of the function of the neuron and so forth. Mm -hmm. So eventually arriving at the optimal configuration of each and every neuron, which is then, uh, and, and then the, and then the network is then able to predict hmm. for a specific time, for a specific, uh, alcohol consumption of the, of the, of the operator, um, um, operating the machine. Mm -hmm. And all the rest of these parameters would be then able to predict the outcome of the next lot of draw. Yeah. So the um, uh, does the term cost function mean anything to you? Go ahead, Martin. Well, I mean, you, you because you were talking about uh, the output values. Um, so, so, okay. So, so imagine in your your example. Um, uh, it, it, so for with every neural network, you have to define, as I mentioned, your input and output layers, right? So your input layer in your lot of example would be all the numbers that, uh, from, I don't know how many numbers are in lotto, uh, zero to nine, isn't it? Or is it go up to higher? No, it's higher than that, isn't it? I don't F play lotto. 50 I something or whatever. Anyway, all the numbers from zero to 55, let's say, for example, that those are your, <coughs> your input values. Um, I think in Germany it's 49 or something, but I may be wrong. Ask the cartel because some, some level of funding actually comes from Lotto. <laughs> Does it? No, oh, cool. The details will be in the show notes or not. Excellent. <laughs> um, so, I mean, so it, um, so, so in, in, in your Lotto example, your output, um, would be, uh, okay, so then it deci you decide whether you have a yes/no as an input as well, saying that this is a winning um, combination, right? 
or yeah, the very yeah, in the very trivial example, yes. I yeah, or or you would have a yes no on the output end, uh, saying, uh, you know, uh, whatever numbers you feed in, it comes in with a yes no answer. So so those are your kind of. Or um, you would it, yeah, or you would attach the sequence to the actual out uh, to the actual ball drawn ball drawn. Yeah, it depends yeah, on how you yeah. model it. Exactly. So so it, it kind of touches on a couple of things. One is availability of data, and then. Uh, second one, how to structure all this stuff to get Absolutely. what you want want of it, because you know it's uh, uh, if you just uh, if air pressure is an important factor <laughs> and gravity is as well, then and you don't have these things, then you kind of have it less less likely uh, to have a good outcome. Um, Absolutely. So the the point that that Martin is making here, and that's a very valid point for for the for the more trickier uh, neural networks basically the function can be quite complex or the functions in the in, in the in the neuron simulator let's put it this way can mm. be quite complex and in in the easiest um or in the in the simplest uh, terms that would be just a, a weighted sum as martin just explained but i reckon you won't get away for the slot example with that sort of simple function in the neuron mm. um yeah. So anyway, going back to the the cost function uh, scenario, your um, uh, your final layer, you're going to assign a uh, a cost function on the difference of a good outcome and and a bad outcome, right? So so if you have I don't know um, in its simplest form a yes no um, couple of neurons on the end, and um, the, um, the the output. Uh, when you're training it, because it's a self-learning network, as you've already um, mentioned, and uh, the connections need to be established and the weights and bias need to be determined, your cost function at the end says, <clears throat> really, if this is a, um, how good was this run, right? So, and then yes. you, you can start adjusting them based on that. Uh, so the cost function is, is be just really a difference between uh, again, function based uh, on of the difference between a good outcome and what the actual outcome is from the network at that point in time. So, which is why yeah. you have to keep training it. But yeah, carry on. Uh, why don't you do that? Yeah. So, piece? so, so exactly. So, in in the simplest uh, way, I, I reckon uh, the cost function is essentially um, kill this network by injecting some lethal poison going back <laughs> there, going back to the network, <laughs> so that all the neurons will die. But, mm. I, but I'm exaggerating, of course. Is, uh, is this called alcohol, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> if you're talking human brain, that's probably a, a very valid well, approximation. I have, yes. I have a, a fun, fun fact for you. It's, um, uh, drinking alcohol actually makes you cleverer. I knew there was a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why? <laughs> Oh, I can think of a multitude of reasons, Mark. Oh, go on, go on, Why don't go you enlighten me then? <laughs> no, 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 go on. Why don't you think of it? Oh, I well, can't. well, there's there's something called, of course, losing the sensor, and that's exactly what alcohol does. Okay. No, no, no. It actually kills off brain cells as well, right? But um, Well, it depends on the amount, no? No, 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 no. But well, I mean, if it kills off the right ones. <laughs> exactly. This is the point. It kills off the right ones. <laughs> Only the, the poorly performing ones die first. So it's, it's actually a exactly. good thing, good thing to do. <laughs> so, of course, there's a fine line between consuming alcohol and drinking yourself to death. Yes. And not to mention the liver doesn't really agree with this. But yeah. <laughs> Charles Bukowski, if you're listening, I w we would really love to have you on the show. <laughs> Medium.com or not? <laughs> yes, indeed. 
Okay. Uh, where were we? Backpropagation networks. Yes, of course. Uh, we are trying to oversimplify things here. And needless to say, this whole thing is way more complicated than we were able to fit in a episode of Linux In-Laws. There will, of course, be pointers in the show notes. The bottom line is that the backpropagation networks were one of the earliest <clears throat> examples of something called ANNs, artificial neural networks, with the idea of having a model in place that would allow you to dynamically adapt based on the training phase, the functions, the weights, and all the rest of these parameters. And then during in, in, in inference, um, inference phase, you would then put that training to use in terms of let the backpropagation networks predict things, spot patterns, and all the rest of it. And that hasn't really changed over the last mm -hmm. couple of decades. Mm -hmm. Indeed, indeed. Um, so how do things like, um, I don't know, linear regression and uh, decision trees come into this? I think I've talked enough for one episode, Martin. You do it. <laughs> Why do I have to do all the explaining here? Come on, you're the, you're the expert. If, if I ask a question, you have to answer. <laughs> <laughs> so this is how it works. <laughs> it's, a it's kind of a kind of the Martin basis has, of an, uh, <laughs> Martin has a hard time acknowledging that I know everything, right from operating systems right up to uh, advanced <laughs> backpropagation back networks. <laughs> but Martin, hey, no, it's uh, good. Go ahead. Yeah, so I mean, uh, it's um, there is different ways to get to a uh, a prediction, right? Um, which is not a neural network way. So it's it's really a, an algorithm that, um, uh, which is why we were talking about earlier about the difference between machine learning and uh, and deep learning. Um, anyway, so uh, okay, so having dealt with that, um, who? came up with this idea about deep learning or, or actually not the idea who came up with the idea but who makes is kind of uh, made this more uh, usable uh, popular in the recent years Google okay and how <laughs> and what did they do uh, they came up with a very important uh, framework which will be part of the next part of this 20-part mini-series on mm -hmm. artificial intelligence called yeah. TensorFlow. And any other companies that did a lot in this area? I'm, I'm dead sure. Mark Zuckerberg, if you're listening, the email address is sponsor <laughs> at feedback. <laughs> Sorry, sponsor at linuxinlaws.eu. Martin, uh, you used to work for Facebook, so why don't you give, an, give us an insight? When did I used to work for Facebook exactly? <laughs> have I have I missed something? <laughs> Looked at you. Look, take a look at your LinkedIn page. I'm I'm there. Yeah. It's on there. You've hacked this, have you? I thought you were an ethical hacker. <laughs> what is hacking, Martin? <laughs> no, I don't hack other people's LinkedIn profiles. Oh, glad to hear it. <laughs> um, yeah. So Facebook, obviously, being the other company that did a lot in this area. They come up. They come up with 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 torch, right? As in PyTorch. Hmm. Indeed, the other popular, which, um, which yes. is of course another popular framework, implementing backpropagation networks because this is what they all. This is all what they do. They they just be, implement BNPs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
BNPs? BPN. BPNs. Sorry, long day. We cut this out anyway. <laughs> Not to worry. It's just the back propagation networks. Yes. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. So, okay. We, I think we've kind of covered the basics enough. Um, unless she wants to go into the math of it, which we probably don't want. No. <laughs> um, so we talked. Anything about... you you will add to this topic from a mathematical perspective, Martin? Will it will go directly go into the outtakes? I'm going to get in touch with the post-production people. I'm just going to make sure. Don't worry. So you just work away. You just talk, but it'll be what the outtakes. What about um, gradient descent? Do you want to cover that? Or... Uh, no, you will, no. and it will be part of the outtakes. <laughs> oh, I won't bother then. <laughs> <laughs> well, the notes will be in the show notes. Yeah. Okay, gradient yeah. descent for the people who are, who are still awake. <laughs> Essentially, uh... it's, it's, it's an advanced model to uh, adjust the individual functions in in network in neurons. Hmm. Let's put it this way. We won't go into the details. I, yeah, I wouldn't call it advanced, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, so it's just when, when 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 you speak to the the thing about all this stuff is that when you speak to people who are um, obviously familiar with this uh, and topic they use all these terms right so uh it's useful to know some of them then so why don't you why don't you go ahead and explain some of them including overfitting overfitting yes, yes. well that that comes back to um uh gradient descent right um go ahead do we really want to do this <laughs> yes martin because you teased it already Okay. Um, okay. Right. What's gradient descent, right? If you have a, uh, uh, an outcome, right? And you want to decide whether that outcome, uh, the next outcome is better than the other. Uh, because we, we're, okay. So as you mentioned before, we're just training this thing with random stuff, uh, weights and biases until it comes, until we're happy with the, the, the output of the cost function represents our, um, our final, uh, uh, you know, yes, no answer or whatever it is that we're trying to get out of the network as a um, decision. Mm-hmm. Um, so where were we? You were talking about overfitting and. Oh, yes, uh, sorry. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so in a training phase, you have a, you run this, all this data through and, and, uh, many, many times and so on. Um, and, uh, you, you compare the, the current value with the, of the cost function with the previous value and say, oh, is it bigger? Is it smaller? How much bigger is it? And so on. Um, and so you can work out how, if you're going in the right direction of the training uh, and and appropriately adjust your weights and bias, well, when we just when we say you, <laughs> it is the uh, obviously the, the algorithm that's doing it. Um, adjust the weights and biases, right? So so that's really what we're trying to do. And with gradient descent, all we're doing is calculating the whether we are, um, are going in the right direction of getting a better answer, right? Um, and if so, by how much? So if you imagine a uh, simple two-dimensional graph, to keep it simple, um, uh, and and it's at a, it goes up or down, uh, it may go up or down multiple times, uh, and your your objective is to find your minimum 
uh, of the difference between your you know your uh, current output of your cost function and your uh, desired one for the 90% of the listenership let me let me oversimplify things here. People imagine you're on a plane in terms of <laughs> an airplane, but rather on a two-dimensional surface hmm. uh, that has dense reaching into three dimensions. Yes, yes essentially you're trying to get from uh, from point A to point B. The hmm. trouble is hmm. basically if you're if you're for for some reason actually, going actually, wait 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 you, you why don't we use mountains. I was just alluding to a hole and being stuck in a hole, but you can, of course, do the same thing with mountains, yes. Okay, so imagine you're on a mountain and it's foggy, so you you can't see the top or the bottom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> actually, let's go with go the ahead, bottom. <laughs> let's go with the bottom. You're on top of this, you, you climb this mountain, you're going down the other side, and you don't know where the bottom of the mountain is climbed. And it's foggy, so you can't see either. So you keep going down... Um, because you know the, your your mountain has a gradient um, until you get to the bottom. But how do you know it is the bottom? Because Chris? it's foggy. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So what do we do? You if might... It's foggy. Mm. Yes. We actually um, take out our cell phone and call a helicopter. <laughs> so... <laughs> what if you? I'm just trying to break the example. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if, if you want to break it's the example, if you, you wanted to break the example and you have a phone and an altimeter, then you could know how high up you were at. The point, this, the, this, this, yes. Yeah. At the point that Martin is making here, um, you don't know very, where the bottom is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard. And this is basically where the magic comes in for a function to establish if they're not caught in something like a hole, or if they're not just Ooh. circling around the, 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 the mountain trying to find its top, or whether they have actually reached the top or not. And Ooh. this is where the magic comes in with regards to modeling the functions of the neurons. And this is also basically why overfitting is an important concept here. Martin, why don't you explain what overfitting is? Because it's it's just one step further. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So... How do we explain this with our mountain example? Hmm. Let's I'm trying to go somewhere with that. Imagine you have about six or seven mountains on your uh, on your plane that you're trying to cross. Hmm. Overfitting, then I'm over. I'm, again, I'm oversimplifying things. You are trying to identify all the mountains, but for some reason, and that again boils boils down to the function again, as hmm. in the, the the model of your neuron, you're just stuck. Around one mountain without being able to okay. see the other yeah, ones. That's a good example. Yep, yep. This yes. is overfitting. So overfitting essentially means you're training the network in the wrong direction. Hmm. Yes, because you again, can't oversimplify. Uh, exactly. Uh, yes. We're the whole basis of all this is that you don't know where you're going. Yes. So, for example, taking a very simple domain-specific framework into account, and probably we should uh, skip ahead and explain what a domain-specific network is. Essentially, a neural network is able, and Martin will explain what a convolutional network is in a minute, uh, a neural network essentially is able to extract certain features, put them back together again, and then come to the conclusion that a certain item is a smartphone, a laptop, an animal, a coca, a, a can of Coke, or maybe even a pencil. Hmm. 
to stick to something called image recognition as the domain here now. So essentially you take a JPEG, you take a PNG, you put this into the, into, into the neural network and the neural network well, is then you, able to. Well, you say that, but you don't actually put the JPEG in, right? So, um. When you put the represent, a representation of a JPEG into the network. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. You feed um, the data into the network and the network is then able to extract. Well, but, but this, this is a, yeah, this is an important, image. um, important, um, uh, 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 there's a lot of, Things you can do before you feed your data in, right? If you yes, with images, the details for will be covered in, in this. In <laughs> oh the, yes, in the, in Sorry, part yes, three yes, of this, the miniseries. Yes, we were, we were this will be the, covered by yeah, Martin, yeah, 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 yeah. and it will be quite a compact episode, only about five hours long. <laughs> oh, not sure we can this, do that in five hours. <laughs> Exactly. So let me, let me tease, tease the whole thing and let me give you an outlook of how this is done. You take the, you take the picture. And again, Martin, hmm. I'm oversimplifying things now. Stay tuned. Oh, it'll simple, all simple, be revealed. Simple, simple, simple is good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll all be revealed in part three of the mini series. And it'll be quite complex. As I said, five hours maximum. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. You take the picture. <laughs> The, the neural network then basically takes a look at the picture, extracts certain features, and puts them back together again. So at the end of these network run of the new of of of, of the of the of the in, in inference phase of the neural network, the neural network then comes to the conclusion: we are looking at a pencil, a laptop, a smartphone, a, a soda can, or or even at a cat. Mm. Coming back to my original remark. Hmm. Overfitting would that mean that only a certain species of cat can be recognized, but not the cat, not the uh, the type of animal as in cat itself. Hmm. So you would be looking at a name a, name a cat species, like oh. a mini lion in terms of a cat that resembles a tiny oh. lion. Okay. Yeah. And other cats wouldn't be hmm. recognized if the if the neural network would be overfitting. Hmm. Okay. Very good. The details, as I said, in part three of the mini series called the ins and outs of new, of domain specific networks. Well, the extended version will be about 10 hours, but the, but the main version sure. of part five, five, five <laughs> we, we hours. To do that, yeah. anyway. Um, okay. So how are we doing with our overview? I think we're still missing one or two things. Martin will cover them in about an hour. Yeah. Uh, namely, <laughs> I, I, I mean, we all kind of touched upon CNN, uh, convolution networks, but, what, but why don't you explain in a little bit more detail what well, a convolution we, network really we, is? We don't really, I mean, this is the, there are lots of different classes of neural networks, right? I think we've covered the basics and, yes. um, Without going into the details of each and every one of them, which we don't want to do, um, we don't. Okay, there are well, not not in the overview episode. Right? <laughs> Martin now will try to do the, to to perform the following miracle: explain uh -huh. the 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 prominent five types of neural networks with five. each five. Yes, with two sentences for each type. Okay, you heard it here first. It's a world premiere. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, go ahead. <laughs> um, okay, so let's have a think. So convolutional neural networks are used for image um, recognition mainly. Um, LSTM. That's one, that's, that's one sentence, yes. <laughs> LSTM for speech. 
Um, what else have we got? Have you got any for me? What about generation generational adverse networks, GANs? Yeah, so I did, they're quite a nice idea, really. Um, the idea That's being one sentence. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Long. The next sentence is going to be a little bit longer. <laughs> That's two sentences, but you didn't explain the fucking concept. <laughs> no, no. The concept. Okay. The concept is you run more than one. And what you do is you, um, you basically you have a competition, right? It's a competition between networks, and you say, "Oh, this one is doing much very, better." Very, very important. Yes, goes in the bin. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and and why is that important, Martin? Well, because you want to do it as fast as possible. So um, the one that is obviously onto a winner. Uh, if we think about our mountain example, <laughs> then um, yeah, if if I mean, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, you carry on, carry on. The the core of a GAN of a generation of a, a generational uh, adverse network is essentially a competition between two competing neural networks. The idea mm -hmm. is to more than two backfeed <laughs> the um, any optimization that was done in one network to the other. Meaning, it's like spy versus spy, right? The more uh, the more these these two spies fight the better they get at fighting and that's the overall idea so if you have a if if you have a one network in charge of what's a good example um falsifying a painting uh, aimed at forging paintings mm -hmm. it'll 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 start with the very basic forging algorithms in terms of methods but at the very same time you have a second network trying to guess if a painting is forged or not, by cross-feeding the outcome of these mm -hmm. two networks, they improve the other one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is the overall idea behind this type of, of, of a new network. And this is the hot shit, I think, at the moment in, 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 in that particular type of, 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 of science, right? Yeah, it's just um, way more uh, efficient in the training Really, because uh, I think that's its main reason. Um, right, what else have we got? Da, 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 da. We, of course, still have convolutional neural networks. Yeah. yeah, used for image recognition. Yes, but how, why are they called convolutional? Because they com have more than one convolutional layer. Uh, what's convolutional layer, Martin? Well, you, you know about the layers we just talked about earlier. <laughs> I do, but probably most of our listeners don't. I mean, it's basically, as you mentioned, the type of function inside the neuron, right? So um, in this case, a convolutional operation. So the idea behind the CNN, to put this slightly more simple. How do you get to do this in more sentences anyway? <laughs> because I'm making the rules, smart. It's quite simple. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. The idea behind the CNN is essentially, of course, you still have a neural network at your disposal and isn't you have an input layer and you have an output layer, but the layers in between vary in terms of interconnectivity, in terms of a number of neurons in a particular layer and so forth. So the idea behind the convolution network and, that, and hence the name is to break down the recognition of patterns into certain steps. So, for example, again, oversimplifying, one layer would extract certain aspects of an image, staying in the in the image recognition domains, uh, domain now, okay. yeah. would extract certain aspects of an image, 
then the next layer would someone something has a nose or something. Yeah. Well, I'm, I was just getting there. The okay. next layer would then essentially <laughs> try to make sense of this distracted feature, and then the third layer would put would put them back together again in terms of understanding the combined features. So. Let's take hmm. a look at Mar- yeah, uh, at the stuff the- that Martin has already hinted at. So cat, if you have cat, a dog decision, yeah. hmm. cat, dog, or even a face, right? A face normally yep. yeah, a yeah, yeah, human yeah, face yeah. has a nose, hmm. has two ear, has two ears and two eyes, and also has a mouth. Has a mouth. So the first layer would tr- uh, take the would take the image, would take the bitmap, and would try to extract two round shapes. I one, why I'm doing the detail of image recognition. I'm just using an example. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we, we, we try to extract two round um, shapes. We try to expect, uh, try to expect something oval. We try to expect, uh, try to extract something pointy. And also we try to extract something on the sides, prolonged oval shapes. That's the next layer would then take a look at that, these yeah. extractive features and verify if this is a nose, if this is a pair of eyes or something like this. And then the third layer would take a judgment of that outcome of the second layer if we are really looking at a face or not. And if we are, if that's a human face, but that would probably a fourth of but that would probably be a fourth of a fifth layer. So this is how CNN work work in general. And as I said, this is slightly over uh, this is again oversimplified. Ah well the the details in the show notes. Um, right. So if 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 people are still awake, <laughs> we should probably tease now the second part of this mini series. Oh yes, which is um, what was it? A domain specific. Sorry, a, a, no, a, a, a concrete example of a backpropagation network. Was that the second one? I thought yes. we were talking about no, 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 yes, the, no. No, the third one would actually be. A domain-specific framework on top of that, or on top of that infrastructure, that we're going to talk about next. I'm confused. Hang on. Um, so Martin is still struggling with artificial, with human intelligence. Never mind artificial one. Sorry. Next episode will be the discussion of a concrete infrastructure for a backpropagation uh, network. Okay. Yes. Framework. So more, yes. Yes. So more than likely, yes. this would be either Torch or TensorFlow. Hmm. It depends Indeed. on whether Martin can get his NVIDIA shit together or not, I think. Why are we doing coding on a podcast? <laughs> no, you were uh, suggesting that. Is that the next one? I thought no, that was a third No, one. that was a joke. No, Martin, that was a joke. You're well on the way of confusing everybody. Aren't you? <laughs> am, am I succeeding, I wonder? Well, you, you 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 usually do by creating rooms with the same name about five times. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, Martin, if if you take a look at the at the plan, um, the plan that yes, that I marketing came up with before Ooh. you fired them, exciting a couple of weeks back, I might add. <laughs> Who needs the marketing? Market, yeah. The marketing plan clearly speaks about one framework, and it does mention TensorFlow or PyTorch. It does indeed. Yes. 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 Okay. So that will be the second part of the twenty-part miniseries. Hmm. Hmm. To hit a. Um, Actually, you were going. You, you were going to cover TensorFlow, weren't you? We will cover one specific framework. Yes. Or we could do both. We do one each. Anyway. It depends on whether we we want to confine ourselves to two or three hours. 
Yeah. No, one will be discussed. No, the idea, people, jokes aside. The idea is after this rather theoretical episode, the, ju the, the jury is still out on this, to give you a more concrete, <laughs> to give you a more concrete example of one of two popular frameworks. And like cars, uh, like women or men, if you know one, you know them pretty much all. Beer. Hmm. Beer. Um, no, I wouldn't go that far now. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So with that, basically, we have come to the epoxies, as in the picks of the picks of the week. Oh yes. Your, what's your pick of the week, Martin? Apart from politicians. Why would I pick politicians? Mm, I'm saying apart from politicians. <laughs> yeah, well, politicians are, are obviously an anti-pox, but they're, they're every week. <laughs> Fair <right>? enough. <laughs> um, I had one. So why don't you go first? I'll remind myself what it was. Uh, my Pox of the Week is something called Atlantic Elbe Stadtebecker. It's a Eastern Germany, German. yes, it's an Eastern German brewery. Stadtebecker, if you're listening, the email address is sponsor <laughs> at Linux in <laughs> Okay. And we, yes, if, if you just put enough DAO into, into, into the, into the kitty, uh, we will mention you more than once. I hope. <laughs> okay. Um, well, or we could always, um, say things about the quality of their brews. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> In you case did? You, you missed it, yes. <laughs> well, no, you just mentioned their name. So. Well, I said it's it's a pick of the week because I like the beer. Ah, okay. okay. That was and implied, you, sorry. You, you did this without them paying us. What's going on here? <laughs> it's a pick of the week, Martin. Don't worry about it. <laughs> You're missing a trick here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did mention the email address in case you missed it. Okay, Martin, what's your pick? What's my pick? Yes, my pick is... Um, hmm, it's a good question. I have a few. Um, one will do. Yeah, I'm just trying to choose which one is... Because uh, I normally choose movies or books. Um, but I'm going to go with... Um, uh, sorry, something called Nerva. What's this? Which is a CPU-based cryptocurrency. Nerva? Nerva. Nerva, okay. Mm. Details will be in the show notes, I hope. Hmm. Quite like their idea behind this. And, yeah, if you're listening, send... <laughs> <laughs> the email is Nerva at We'll be active tomorrow. Indeed. Okay. You're your anti-pox. Oh, anti-pox. Um, well, I think that's pretty easy, isn't it? It's obviously all the um, politicians. Pol politicians in Europe specifically <laughs> who are being, uh, well, like countries like France, um, one of them, uh, that are saying very silly things about certain vaccines. Which is not very clever. Oh, very. Okay. Indeed. Right. Indeed. My entire pox in that case would, of course, be British politicians. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> My entire pox would, of course, in that case, be British politicians. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, Martin, we do have feedback. We have feedback. Yes, we do. Right. Yes, you want to read this? We love. We, we we love our feedback. We do. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm happy to read the feedback. So we have a feedback from nobody. Who's, who's uh, no? Thanks. Who's nobody? 
<laughs> Thanks, nobody. Well, as someone without uh, just some arms and some legs. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> anyway, he obviously has a head because he has a very good observation here. Um, so he mentions other Mac implementations. In the episode, you weren't quite sure if there were other Macs for Linux besides SE Linux and App Armor, and indeed there are. There is Smack, which is quite uninteresting, as it's just another label-based Mac similar to SE Linux. To me, the interesting one is Tomojo, which started as a path-name-based file system similar to App Armor, but later started differentiating between applications based on their process invocation history. So, this means you can apply different policies on, say, slash bin sh, depending on the chain of execution leading to it. Kernel init getty login shell vs kernel init sshd sh etc. While this is also possible in App Armor, it's quite a lot more manual work and more difficult to reason about. Tomojo has a much nicer has much nicer tools than either of the more well-known Macs. SE Linux has given Mac a bad name, which is very true. <laughs> I would agree with him on that. <laughs> as being hard just, and laborious to manage. Just read it out, man. Just read it out. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good observations, this nobody guy. If instead of SE Linux people would be first introduced to Tomojo, they would probably be much more inclined to implement a Mac. Well, there you go. That's brilliant feedback. In, indeed. Nobody, if you're listening, uh, thank you very much for the feedback. I thought Smack was the slang term for heroin. But apparently uh, it's 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 an, it's it's an, it's a Mac too. Yes, it is indeed. <coughs> but and so Tomojo is actually uh, well, as the name implies, something that was originated in Japan. So it's Tomojo rather than Tomoyo. Okay, my Japanese is crap, so I can't, I, can't, I, I don't I, really I, know. We, we, uh, Japanese people, if you're listening, please correct yes, help us. exactly. <laughs> the uh, address is as usual: feedback at linuxinlaws.eu. Yes, and if you throw a Japanese course at us, we might be able to uh, mention you in the sponsor ring notes, whatever. Mm. But I'm sure to take but a yeah, so, to so, take a look at Tomojo because that sounds pretty good. It does, it does, and yeah. So, so Smack isn't a um, uh, well, it is probably a slang term for something else as well. <laughs> <laughs> in this case, it stands for simplified uh, Mac kernel. Interesting. And, you learn something new. This is what I like about this podcast. We rant all the weekend day. We can rant all day long. Well, it's, but, it's the re- thanks to, but the real cool stuff feedback, yes, right? <laughs> comes from our listeners. So indeed, keep indeed. the feedback coming, listeners. We do appreciate that. People, thank you for listening. Yes. And, <laughs> and thank you for staying awake. <laughs> feel, free to, feel free to turn up on the show. <laughs> yes. uh, please get in touch with, uh, with us first. <laughs> yes, the email address is feedback at linuxinlaws.eu. And before I forget, of course, Martin, we have to plug HBR once again. Ken, if you're listening, thanks for hosting us again. I don't know. Is he listening? Uh, because we never hear from him. Well, <laughs> you're not. I mean, you, I mean, you don't have to send feedback. But the fact that we're still on HPR, they haven't kicked us out yet. So, right. Ken, again, does thank you very much. Does that mean they're not listening to the podcast? <laughs> well, <laughs> Ken, get in touch. <laughs> yes. Uh, joke, jokes aside, um, HPR, thank you very much for hosting yes. us. Uh, it, you have been doing so for way over a year, and we would mm. like to really express our serious gratitude here. And of course, we will keep mention. We will uh, be mentioning you further, further on the road, and we are glad to be part of this network. We are, indeed. And with that, uh, see you next time. This is the Linux in laws. You come for the knowledge, but stay for the madness.
Thank you for listening. This podcast is licensed under the latest version of the Creative Commons license. Type attribution share like. Credits for the intro music go to Blue Sea Roosters for the song Salute Margaret, to Twin Flames for their piece called The Flow, used for the segment intros, and finally to Celestial Ground for their song Sweet Justice, used by the Dark Side. You find these and other ditties licensed under CC at Chimando, a website dedicated to liberate the music industry from choking copyright legislation and other crap concepts. <laughs> You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.